That's buttered peanuts at Bulk Bar. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are joined by the always, uh, I think last time I said vernacular. Vernacular? <laughs> vernacular. Okay. Uh, Mike Knowles, and uh, our the puppy, amazing puppy Luna, demanding attention and to be played fetch with, so this will be interesting. Mike, oh, yeah. how are you doing today? Oh, I'm alright, you know, Luna and I are just hanging out right now. Oh, she's <laughs> smacking me in the face now. <laughs> she... She's pushing a ball in Mike's face, being like, Mike, play. Play with me, Uncle Mike. Yes, this is true. No, I'm doing all right. Glad to be back. Yes, we're here. We're glad to... uh, It's a beautiful day. Sorry. It is. We're glad to have you back. Uh, Mike and I are... uh, We're getting hit with some uh, post-meal sleepies. Yeah. Last time Mike came out, we were both very tired. Uh, and hungry and we went for food after so today we were like let's go get breakfast first so we went and had a delicious breakfast at bedrock bistro uh not sponsored but would love to be (laughs) uh and we just got back and we're just like man i could go for a nap yeah i'm ready for my nap i'm I'm on vacation i need a nap yeah nap i should be napping right now Uh, i like napping on very nice sunny but cool days like this yeah the weather is finally lovely. It is. Oh, yeah. It's, it's getting to be fall now. It's very nice. It is. I hate summer so much. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just a mess. Or Hate's a strong word. It's just like, I'm such a furnace that I'm already very warm. So when you add even more external heat, I'm just extremely uncomfortable and and borderline hate every moment of it. I, yeah, I, I can't deal with heat and humidity. I'm okay with nice summer days. Yeah. But... When it gets to like humid X thirty five, forget it. <laughs> that's a that's a wrap on me. I'm yeah. I'm just going home. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Mike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are we talking about today, sir? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think you wanted to talk about the X Men. Yes. Yes, I did. Sorry, I got it's, it right. You no, did get it right. You're asking me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just here to give my comments. That's true. That's true. But it, it's fun to to ask. I don't know. It's fun sometimes. Listen, uh, I don't need your judgment, Mike. You're throwing me a curveball. <laughs> I could have said anything there. <laughs> I would have been like, I oh, said soup. Oh, shoot. I guess we're talking about talking soup. talking about soup today. <laughs> I like cream of broccoli. Cream of mushroom is a classic. Not a big fan of chicken noodle. Really? Yeah, I just don't care it's, for it, it. It's a staple. It's uh, a staple, yeah, but I'm just, it's not for me. Vegetables nice. Tomatoes nice. But I don't have it very often. I don't mm. have soup in general very often. Yeah. But I like cream soups. I'm not a I'm not a brothy guy. I prefer the broth, but mm. broth is nice, but I prefer cream soups. Just mushroom and broccoli really. What is there other there's cream of uh cream of something else. There's other there's other creams, but I don't think I like those ones. That's fair. It's a good thing the topic isn't about soup because it's just... <laughs> You're trying to get me off the soup. I don't know. I'm enjoying talking about soup. <laughs> Two-minute podcast. Uh, so, today we're, we're talking about X-Men, mostly because uh, yesterday the trailer dropped for X-Men Dark Phoenix. No, just Dark Phoenix. Just Dark Phoenix? Just Dark Phoenix. There's uh, okay. no X-Men in front of it. There's no X-Men in front of it this time. Um, and I... Uh, 
I have feelings about this trailer. I have feelings. I have feelings. I have feelings. <laughs> Where and I, I talked about it with our, our good friend Steve Lambert about it. I texted him. I was like, "Hey, did you see the trailer for uh, X Men: The Last Stand? Part two. Part the two. Redo. The redo. The Redux. The because." Uh, yeah. Like, I, I'm sure it's going to be better than The Last Stand. It would be difficult to be as bad or worse than The Last Stand. Mm. But to be fair, they somehow pulled that off with uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Like, mm. but it... Uh, I know there's more that we haven't seen. Because there's a whole sci-fi element. Though apparently they've downplayed that a bit. Where yeah. everything in the trailer was like, we've seen this movie... Yeah, well, at least they're going to space this time where where um, Jean catches Dark Phoenix instead of just having it awaken in her, which seems like the trailer is implying is heavily. Implying anyway. Yeah, where it's just uh, she's... Charles has, again, suppressed her, her things yes. and hidden it from her childhood again. And we've seen this movie... <laughs> Yeah, well, at least this one's got Michael Fassbender in it. Yeah. That guy's awesome. Yeah, Michael Fassbender is probably my favorite thing about the the last four X-Men oh, movies. I was watching First Class a few weeks ago. It was on TV, but they were doing a marathon of the, the three movies, the First Class, uh, Days of Future Past, and Apocalypse. And the whole movie, like every time Fassbender came on screen, I was just like, I jaw dropped. Like, this man is amazing. Yeah. First of all, his fashion sense in this movie is impeccable. <laughs> like, it's amazing how well he is dressed in that movie. Everyone is dressed so well in that movie. Yeah. But especially Fastbender. And that was like the last one where uh, Jennifer Lawrence like truly tried, I think. Because she, she wasn't like... She wasn't a superstar yet. Yeah, no. Where it's, I'm above sitting in the makeup chair for six hours now. Yeah. Which I get. That would not be fun. Yeah, it's not fun. It would not be fun. So I... It, I try to sympathize. Sympathize. There's a word, or I was about to say empathize, but then it, it seems like she's hasn't gone as gung ho with her performances since first class. Yeah, she don't care no more. Yeah, that's the impression. <laughs> but people don't want her in the movies. No. Well, it's it's because Mystique. What's Mystique doing hanging around with the X Men so much? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where. Especially when you revisit the uh, the wonderful '90s uh, cartoon, and then the uh, even the Fantastic Comics, yeah. where Mystique was her own villain. Like, yeah, she led the she was the leader of the Brotherhood at one point. She wasn't just Magneto's second in command yeah. or Charles's adopted sister yeah. slash X Men leader because she is second in command. Right. So, yeah, it's weird what they've done with her, where they've switched it up, where now it's like, okay, well, she was my adopted sister. We were best friends. And we were best friends, and she went evil. Yeah, she swapped one lead for another. Oh, Luna is making her presence now. Luna's back. Luna's back. And she wants blood. <laughs> That's Luna's not true. She, she wants kisses. Yeah, man, like, it's the X-Men film franchise is a frustrating one. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, where you like, yeah. Let's actually go through it a bit. So we had the the first X Men, which was at the time that it came out was great, but it, yeah. it hasn't aged well. It hasn't aged 
poorly. No, and I'm not saying it's it's just poorly. not nearly as good as it was. No, no, no. Because it, we've it, seen what can be done with X Men and yeah. comic book and superhero movies. It hasn't aged as badly as the. Uh, I'm totally throwing them under the bus, but the first three Spider Man movies. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's that YouTube video I haven't watched, but it's like, why the Sam Raimi movies are worse than you remember. Yep. Fight me, Steve. <laughs> I didn't care for any of them. Yeah, really. no, I didn't. Especially three, but that goes without saying. Yeah, three is three is the worst. It's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, there's, a, there's a fan edit of Spider-Man 3 that cuts out uh, Sandman altogether. I'm curious about it. Yeah. But then you have to sit through the other stuff in it. Yeah, that doesn't cut out the problem. Yeah, no. It's it's just making a, sl- uh, a big mess slightly less messy. Yes. Um, and then, what am I eating? You are eating nuts. No, which one am I going to eat? Oh, have? I don't know. Uh, dear listener, we are also apparently sponsored by Bulk Barn today. Yeah, Bulk Barn. <laughs> 500 bins of quality food and baking supplies for your everyday baking and food supply Needs. And Come on down to Bulk Barn <laughs> and bulk it up in, in the barn. <laughs> a great place to come when you need snacks and candies for those week-long cottage yes. trips. I have with me today some buttered peanuts that were on sale for 77 cents per 100 grams. That's buttered peanuts at Bulk Barn. <laughs> and uh, Garden of Eaton. It's a very nice nut mixture I've been eating a lot of over the past month. Uh, it's got uh, it's got your cashews and your peanuts and your uh, pineapple and your mango, I think, or papaya. It's papaya. Some pumpkin seeds, raisins. Very good stuff. Bulk Barn. Check shop, it out. Shop there. <laughs> shop there. And uh, dear Bulk Barn, we would love to uh, be sponsored by you as well. So we'll happily advertise your delicious products. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So back to X Men. Um, yeah, the first one came and went. It was it was good, and it, yeah. it is it is rewatchable. Although it's not one I revisit much. Um, no, no. Because it's it's very much a Wolverine solo movie with some good extras. But that was the first three X Men movies in general. Like yeah. When I remember common criticism of it's like X Men Origins Wolverine. It's the Wolverine solo movie you've been waiting for. Oh, so it's the fourth Wolverine movie. Also, it's the fourth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it, it was. It's the, those movies were Wolverine and the X Men. Yeah, yeah. It's like the um, the TV cartoon series. Yeah. yeah. And then after X Men One led us to the uh, the up until Days of Futures Past, I'd say the best X Men movie in X Men Two X Men United. Yeah. Which is oh, totally really the best solid. It's so good. Um. And it really, like, when Empire Strikes Back on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where they separated the, uh, like, the heroes got their butts kicked at the top of the first act, and then they all got separated, and then... Yeah. It was a great movie. Like, and it still holds up. Oh, yeah. I remember the thrill, because like, I hadn't really seen anything like that before. Yeah. Like, I guess there wasn't an expectation for comic book movies to be sensational. No. Um. Well, because by that point, the, we had had Superman 1, Superman 2 were great, and then Superman 3 and especially Superman 4 were not. You had Tim Burton's Batman and then the awesomely twisted but messed up Batman Returns. Yeah. And then 
And then Forever and Forever and, and, and Robin. Robin. And then a whole slew of like the made for TV or not made for anybody, but just so we could keep the licenses like low budget Fantastic Four, the two Captain Americas, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> like back well, then comics didn't have anything to be related to do with the actual comic. Yeah. Yeah. Well like coming off of X Men, which was a good movie, like we said. Yeah. But then just to start off X2 with that White House attack. Oh, yeah. I remember just like sitting in that chair like, what just happened? Yeah. Like, wow, that was a thrill ride. That might have been better than the whole first X-Men movie. Like, no offense to the first X-Men movie. That was was one way to open a movie. Oh, yeah. One excellent way to open a movie. Pun intended. What pun? Excellent. Oh. (laughs) I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> um, yeah, and even like, there's a sense of doom and dread that hangs over that movie. Like, it doesn't really get optimistic at any point. No, you never think that things are going to go well. You're waiting for the next shoe to drop. Yeah, yeah, solid movie. Oh yeah, and it ended really, really well. Like with Gene, with with the Phoenix. Flying over the water. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jean's sacrificing herself, and you're seeing the flame kind of envelop her, so it's hinting at what's to come. Yeah. Yeah, and then. (sighs) And then we got three. (laughs) And then we got X Men 3. And there were so many issues with it where Ratner, uh, pre scandal. Yeah, pre scandal Ratner. Pre scandal Brett Ratner. Uh, Oh, wait, no, not Ratner. Oh, actually. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, yeah, we had pre, we had pre-scandal Brett Ratner step in, but yeah. I also meant uh, Singer. Yeah, pre-scandal Brian Singer. Oh, they both had scandals. Yep, because as we found out recently in life, a lot of people are bad people. Uh, there seems to it be a seems. habit. Um, yeah, Singer was like, it's been my dream project to do a sequel to uh, Superman. Superman. So I'm going to go do this. I would love to do X-Men 3. I want to come back to it. Yeah, just hold tight. Just hold tight. I will do it. But uh, Fox was like, heck no, we want to get this movie done. Yeah. So they bring in the Rush Hour guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never cared for the Rush Hours. Um, yeah, they were okay. And to me, the only good movie on his resume is uh, the uh, Silence of the Lambs prequel, Red Dragon. Oh, yeah. Which was a surprise that he did it. I was like, dang, this is good. Um, which I, speaks to how much I think of Brett Ratner as a director. Um, yeah, he's really got nothing. Yeah. And the movie had so many problems. So many problems. Where it, it more than any of the other movies, was starting to be like, let's just put in characters for fan service... But have them be there for all of two seconds. Yeah. Which is something that bothers me where I'm like, if you're going to say this character is in the movie, yeah. then give me the character. Like, actually give me the character. Fast forward a little bit. In, in Apocalypse, X-Men Apocalypse, they're like, oh, Jubilee's in this one. She didn't do anything. She no. was in the background. Yep. She wore a yellow coat, so you knew she was Jubilee. Yeah. She but didn't do her fireworks. I'm also not a fan of Jubilee, so I was like, that's fine. It would have been nice to see her do her thing. <laughs> And then, because you had Angel in it for all of... And yeah, he was useless. He was useless. 
and then to jump back ahead to Apocalypse, how how are you gonna mess up Angel twice? You had a chance to redeem him, and you not only mess up him, you mess up Archangel. Yeah. Ugh, come on. So back to the last end. Like it started to bring in all these other characters just for the sake of we want them there. There were there were some good things to give it credit for. Like Kelsey Grammer as Beast is a fantastic choice. That was great. He that, hears you're quite an animal. <laughs> there's, there's some great one-liners. Yeah, that, that are hilarious to us and not other people, but other people they're, are wrong. They're great out of context. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Charles! Charles! <laughs> Gene, let me in! That's, that had us laughing. It still has us laughing. Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> I had that Pretty. as my ringtone for a while. I, that was whenever you texted me. It would say, Gene, let me in. Long time ago. But yeah. Yeah. That, that, that line had us laughing pretty hard for a solid like year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's... The whole thing was like... they Because... Uh, what was the name of the guy who played Scott? Um, James Marsden. Yeah. Marsden was going to be in Superman Returns. Yeah. So instead of, as they're rushing through the production, they're like, we want you in so we can kill you off. Yeah. Somewhat off screen, even. We'll just yeah. show something happened to you, but we won't show sure what happens to you. Yeah. And then, so they kill him off. Like 20 minutes later, they kill Xavier off. Yeah. For no real reason. Like, I can't actually think of a reason. And then yeah. it's here's the giant, this huge Jean Grey story, but it she's a peripheral player to her own story. Yeah. Uh, and it's supposed to be this other showdown with Magneto and the Brotherhood, like something that we saw in the first one, just with more people, like with more extras that are just there for no reason. Yeah. Uh, and it's all done in an hour and a half. Like there was some heavy story subject in that movie. Like a cure for your mo- for mutants that's coming yeah. from a mutant. Which should have been its own movie. Exactly. And then this huge showdown with Magneto and them. That could be its own movie, even though it's a well they keep going to. And then Jean Grey as the Dark Phoenix is if you do that story well, because it is probably the most iconic story out of X-Men. It's a saga. It's a saga, exactly. Well, there, it's a two-part saga, because you have yeah. the Phoenix saga and then the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. Where if you do it well, people will people will see it. Yeah. So X-Men 3 wasn't good. No. Uh, also, Ellen Page as uh, Kitty Pride. I, I did enjoy that. That was good. Yeah, but she won this, this romance in with her and uh, Iceman. Yeah. That continued on. Until they, until they fixed it with Days of Future's Past. Because that's, yeah. that's the high mark. That's um, and then after, somehow... They got worse uh, with the first X-Men Origins movie, which killed the plan X-Men Origins movies. Because they yeah. were going to do an X-Men Origins Magneto, and a lot of which, the stuff that was in that went into first class. Um, yeah, when I was watching the, um, I guess you can call them the first class trilogy. Whatever you want to call them. The ones with the... Quadrilogy uh, now. Quadrilogy now. So I, I was watching that marathon that was on TV. And I was like, "There's if you even just watch First Class, there's so much in that before Magneto meets um, Charles. Yeah, that should be the Origins movie. Yeah, because it's so awesome. Oh it's yeah, just Fassbender being like a spy, a spy with mutant powers. Bond. When I was watching, I'm like he should be James Bond. I agreed with you a hundred percent. But 
Like even that, like he goes to uh, Argentina and hunts down the Nazis, and he, he goes to that bank and he rips out the guy's filling. Yeah, like that should all be its own movie. Should yeah. have been its own, its own movie. And it's it's interesting. It's it, first class. Uh, just to yeah, I'll completely skip over uh, X Men Origins. There's nothing redeemable in that because that oh, wasn't well. Gambit. That wasn't. Oh. We didn't have Kelsey Grammer as Beast. We didn't have anything really good going in that movie. The claws looked, looked worse than they ever have. Yeah, they did some bad CG claws. In that. Yeah, the movie was bad. It was the only thing I watch or get out of that movie is um, inspiration from Hugh Jackman's Rip Bod. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, I, I can give one credit. Leave Shiver. Oh yeah, he was a solid saver. Too. Yeah, he was good. He was good. Uh, but it, the movie underserved him. Um. Yeah. He was going to come back in Logan, but they, they nixed it. Yeah. That would have been cool. It would have been. But then it's also like, we... we, we what timeline is this? Exactly. <laughs> uh, and it's interesting, when you look at First Class, and we'll, we'll touch on this closer to the end, but I can't help myself now. Like, when you look at First Class, it's almost like it didn't know what it was, because it was saying, like... Originally, it was going to be a reboot, but it was a yeah. quasi-reboot, quasi-prequel. Yeah. Um, and then we can... It wasn't sure what it was, and we'll, we can go into what it might have should have been, uh, possibly, at the end. But uh, the great thing that came out of, day, of that was Days of Futures Past. After that one, we got another famous, excellent X-Men story that was uh, well, loosely adapted in the excellent 90s cartoon yeah um and they changed they changed stuff up from the comics they had to because of the movie continuity but i can't think of anything wrong with days of futures past it is to me the high mark it's a pretty good movie it's the high marker of the team of the x-men team movies um i prefer x2 really yeah huh but days of future past is still pretty good I think for me, a big part of why I hold it in high regard, I was like, that's the one that figured out the, that solved the Wolverine problem, where he was a huge driving factor of the story, but he wasn't the crux of the story. Yeah. They literally threw him out of the final battle. Yeah. So he, he, he didn't have an impact on it, which was, I found a good way to address that, that borderline trope and criticism of the franchise where we all love Wolverine and he was the cash cow. Um, he's like he's a great character, but it's an X Men movie. We are we are also there to see the other characters. Um, you got that first great Quicksilver scene, which at that time because you had uh, you roughly a week of Apocalypse came out like a month or two earlier. Oh, wait, no, not roughly a week of Apocalypse, sorry. Roughly a week of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. Came out a, w- a couple months earlier, and they had Quicksilver. And Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch existed in this weird bubble where Marvel had the rights to all the Avengers, and both had been Avengers, and X-Men had all the rights to the mutants, and they were mutants. Mm-hmm. So you got both, and people were like, Quicksilver and Age of Ultron looks better, and the X-Men hasn't done well with their characters. And then... Quicksilver almost stole the whole show. Oh yeah! In Days of Future well, Past, he was totally totally shoehorned into Days of Future Past too. And yeah, it totally worked. So yeah, and on his trailers, as they often do, pointed out like 
he could have probably solved a lot of the problems in the movie, but they were just like, all right, you go now. <laughs> because I think they had like they had the movie together. Then they just added Quicksilver in there to spite Marvel. Yeah. But I was happy they did. That sequence was excellent. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he added a lot of natural humor to it without it being forced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Hugh Jackman gave a great performance in that movie. The whole cast did. Like, Junkie Charles is very interesting. Yes. And Patrick Stewart, like, acting his butt off. And he's always good. Even if the movie, especially the X-Men movie he is in, is not good, he's always good. He always... He never phones it in. No. He's incapable of phoning it in. I don't... Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. And then we also got that final little... Uh, tease, catch-up at the end? Tease, catch-up. Yeah, I was about to say, like, the, the flip-off, but I'm not sure it was... flip-off. <laughs> I'm not sure it was intended as such. But the, the course correction, where yeah. it's like, let's just wipe uh, the last stand off the board here. It and didn't origins. happen. And origins, which they just chose to ignore. Like, yeah, they just flat just out ignored. With first class, they were like, "No, nah, no, nah, it didn't happen." Um, and then after that, we got Apocalypse, which is it's all right, but disappointing. Yeah, I was watching it, and it's like this isn't a bad movie. It's just very good. Yeah, I think. And it's it, my theory is it's uh, started a, a trend that I don't like with the Fox X Men movies, where with Days of Futures Past, it's like they decided to go for a specific storyline for the movie. Yeah. But the they did it really well. Like it was a really focused movie, and every like everything clicked for it, and then it sold extremely well and did really good business for them. So then they're like, let's do that with the next one, and it was Apocalypse, which is a villain they hadn't done yet. A villain yeah. people had been dying to see on the big screen. Yeah. Because uh, he's a great villain and crazy interesting. And they didn't do it well. Where Apocalypse barely did any of his shape-shifting stuff. Any of his... he They only scratched the surface of his actual powers. Yeah. He was just kind of irritated. Yeah. And irritating. Yeah. And Oscar Isaac could have done a... like. He did an alright job, but I have no doubt he could have done a better job with a better script. Yeah, he just didn't have anything to work with. Yeah. And then they rushed into the a, like borderline age of Apocalypse story. Or they were going for it a bit. And they brought in the Horsemen, who... Where it's cool, a young Storm with a mohawk, I'm down, but... Yeah, she was a good Storm. Yeah. Better than Halle Berry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she had, like, two lines. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, similar to Halle Berry in yeah. some of the movies... Because even though Halle Berry didn't do well, to be given credit, she was uh, she was also given very little to do. Yeah. Except talk about striking a toad with lightning. Yeah. Because that's a thing we talk about. Uh, that's all anyone ever remembers. That's a that's a question that's mm-hmm. on the on the tip of the tongue of a common person. What happens when what a toad does is, happen to a toad, <laughs> a toad when it's struck with lightning? Yeah. I think it's the same thing that happens to everything else, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I we have need to do an experiment. We need confirmation. Oh yeah, but yeah. we got it. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like there was some good stuff with. I know it was total fan service, and it made no sense with the the timeline that they had set up at the end of Days of Futures Past, where 
uh, Mystique was Striker and she was taking Wolverine. Yeah, what happened to that? Yeah, no, they they were just like some things are inevitable, and that was their cop out excuse. But that's garbage. I did love seeing like it, it, with the mask and everything, like Wolverine breaking out. Something we've seen before. Yeah. This was the third time, but yeah. it was done the best here. Yeah, he had the full Weapon X. Yeah, on and he PG thirteen now in comparison to PG thirteen even in the early two thousands is uh, you can get away with more. Yeah. And this franchise has been like, we get one F-bomb, so we will gleefully use it every movie. Yeah. Um, and they've used it well. Yeah. No, they have. Like, it, the best, uh, it made sense the most with the Wolverine uh, cameo in First Class. First where class, you're like, that was great. Yeah, it's like, nope, that's, a, that's perfectly in line with this character. I can yeah. buy him saying that. Uh... Michael Fassbender, as always, was wonderful in that movie. Oh, he's so good. And that scene where he's singing to his daughter, just like... Uh, he's, uh. See, that could be in a Magneto origin movie. Yeah. Like, just someone should just do a fan edit of all the non-X-Men like X -Men storyline, non-evil Magneto bits from those three movies into, like, a, I don't know, half-hour movie or half-hour episode, and it would be fantastic. Yeah. And I know so many people hold Ian, Ian McKellen's Magneto in high regard, and this isn't to take anything away from him, but I've just, I've found it, I enjoy Michael Fassbender's more. Because they've given him more to do. Yeah. And he his, has a story. And when he goes full evil in it, like, you see it in him. Yes. It's just, it's so good. Fassbender's great. Yeah. Like, I could see him in anything. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Snowman yet, but I heard that was really bad. Yeah, no, I've heard nothing but bad things about that movie. I watched this movie. Um, it was his first. I think it was his first movie with Steve McQueen, uh, Hunger, where he's uh, he plays an Irishman for the first time I've seen him play an Irishman. Um, uh, it's a it's a not a biofilm, but it's it's a true story. But a hunger strike in jail uh, back in the eighties. And uh, once again, Fastbender is awesome. Yeah. And he, like, he got so skinny for the role. Like, he was starving himself, right? It was... It was hard to see. It's hard to see Fastbender suffer. <laughs> you know what? It used to be... Um, we're, we're slightly off topic. I don't it's, care. <laughs> like, I used to uh, have almost a weird... Uh, Jaws remake fan, like cast list yeah. where I'd be like if they ever remake Jaws here's who I'd love to see in the role and it's still Liam Neeson as Quint because I'm convinced he, like, he'd be perfect yeah. for that yeah. um, and it used to be Christian Br Christian Bale as Brody yeah. but the more and more I see a Fassbender I'm like I'd love to see Fassbender as Brody because I, I love seeing him as, as, like, a family man kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's just nice to see. He does that really well. He also does intense evil characters really well. Yes. He is, by and large, the best part of Bromethea uh, Brometheus. Brometheus. <laughs> um, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Like, he's oh, yeah. He by totally far, stole those movies. He, he owns those movies. And I so wish he and Idris Elba had the chance to share the screen more. Just on the acting front, it would have been fantastic. Yeah, uh, yeah Fastbender's great. Fastbender is great. But then there's still so, like with the movies with him, even 
in Apocalypse, they were running out of stuff to do with him where it's like, okay, we need him to go bad again, and now we need him and Charles to be bro- Brenemies again, or frenemies, or brothers who fight, where it's, come join us. No, I must do my own thing. Yes. Like, ugh. The entire third act of Apocalypse, it's just Fastbender floating and moving on. Yeah. Metal. In, yeah. In waves. Yeah. They just yeah, like ran out of things for him to do. To give Olivia Munn credit, she was she was surprisingly good. Yeah. She I, I haven't ever cared for her much of as an actress. Yeah, I just yeah, haven't yeah. seen much where I've been like, oh, you're awesome, yeah. or you're great. It's not like I think she's terrible, but she she was a pleasant surprise in that. Yeah, she was alright. Yeah. Uh, they ruined Angel a second oh, time. Yeah, a second time. Yeah. Like how? Um, yeah, and Mystique was there and the leader because reasons. Yeah, because she's uh, she won an Oscar. Yeah. Fassbender could win an Oscar. Just give him the right script. I know. Just Poor, give him a better agent. He's been yeah. That's the thing. He's such a talented actor, but he hasn't been in many like great movies. Like the last, I think the last one that he was like the big lead of was uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that movie was bad. Put me to sleep. I heard. I've heard it's terrible. Knocked me right out. It was so boring. And whenever I watch, I've seen clips of it. I'm like, here's Fassbender acting his butt off, and he can't save this movie. No, he couldn't save that movie. No, I don't think anybody could have. It was a bad movie. If if only they'd make it better. I, I remember when that game came out and it was supposed to be it was so hyped and like okay that means it's good and Fastbender's in the movie this must be alright even though I hear it's bad no it was bad yeah some stuff works in video game that would not work on the big screen and I think Assassin's Creed is that yeah. or most video game movies well I think it's like a cin- it's a cinematic video game so oh yeah you would think it would translate but you have to do it well yeah. Yeah. So after the mixed bag that was Apocalypse, yeah, we're now at Dark Phoenix, and I'll be honest, I'm I'm surprised the movie's coming out. Like, yeah, with the with the sale officially going through of the Fox properties going to Disney and Disney getting Deadpool, getting Fantastic Four. And all the like, all those character pools. Like, part of me just thought, like, just cut your losses. <laughs> well, they already had the movie shot. They just needed to. They reshot things. Yeah, and then they also pushed back, like, refilmed and reshot like New Mutants, <laughs> New Mutants, and it's pushed it back by a year. Yeah. Where part of me is just like, just. Just throw it out. Just, just cut your losses, guys. Just put it, put it out on DVD and. Yeah, release it like re-release the box set of your movies and attach those two as the selling feature. Yeah, now with new movie, New Mutants. <laughs> yeah, where uh, I I want Dark Phoenix to be good. Like the thing is, and I'm sure it's it's the case for every everyone, especially everyone who's read the comics and knows some of the knows these stories from the outstanding '90s cartoon show. Yeah, <laughs> that. You can do this well, but they keep rushing. Like, we just got Jean Grey back. She was in half of a movie. And now it's, hey, she's going to become Dark Phoenix now. now, She's Phoenix now. And not even Happy Phoenix. She's Dark Phoenix. Where this whole, it's supposed to be this whole big love story aspect. Oh, okay. 
or well her and Scott like her impact of her doing these things is supposed to have this huge effect on us but how can it when we've known this character for like 45 minutes yeah I really hope we get at least one <laughs> gee Scott yeah yeah um yeah so how would you uh want them to actually that that's another part question but let's go with the other one Let's, Mike. What would have you done? Let's go back to first class. Okay. Which is a solid movie. Yeah. No. No. I'm not. I'm not talking to its detriment. It yeah. Like, it's a solid movie. Kevin Bacon holds that movie uh, as a villain very oh, yeah. well. Oh yeah. The Baconator was one. The Baconator. <laughs> um, but it it was an interesting point, and if there was ever a point to clearly. Just reboot X Men from the ground up. That was yeah. it. So, <laughs> part of me has, part of me wish wishes in a way that uh, we could almost days of futures past it and then just use that as the the solid reboot point and see what would have happened before they decided to go the days of futures past apocalypse decade hopping yeah. route where nobody ages. Yeah. Where oh that that is one more thing I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, Phoenix is in the 90s so I'm looking forward to some 90s trends. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, but you also have to wonder why nobody is 30 years older than they were in first class. Yep, they don't even update the makeup or anything. No, the only person that aged in the whole series is Moira, Moira McTaggart, hmm. and just barely. <laughs> Although there were some points where I thought um, uh, Charles looked older. Yeah, they did. Okay, yeah, he looks older, but not twenty. Years no, older. no, or now thirty years older. Thirty years older. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, if I'll, I'll go first, I guess. If I was doing first class, um, I would have not ended it where they did. I think that should have been the ending of a, of the second movie, so we could have gotten more of Magneto, Magneto and Charles nice. together. Um, I also would have dropped. Uh, Butterfly or whatever her name was. I don't know what it Zoe, was. Zoe Kravitz. Uh-huh. Um, who I, I don't care for as an actress all that much. Like She seems fine, but she didn't add anything to the role. I also don't like the character. I can't remember her name. The lineup was really weird. Uh, so I would have done... I would have redone that. And it probably would have been the second movie where you start to see a couple splinters between Charles and Magneto over the course of the yes. the second movie. They and need then, to be old friends. Exactly. Like so we could you could even if you did the decade hopping, like you hop ten years but they're still together, but there's some signs of some strange relationships yes. and splintering and the very different methods and understandings of things yes and then the third movie would have i get or even gone to the third movie where it's now we're kind of at the point where magneto has fully split it off started the brotherhood and you get everybody in if it's going as a if it's going the prequel route then it gets everybody in their x-men one starting positions yeah and if it's not the prequel route you just keep going from there you bring in the other characters as you go yeah Bring over Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because he was excellent. He is like he is Wolverine. It's going to be a while before you find another person who can be that character, like who can embody that character as well. Yes. 
Maybe someone short this time, but... Ah, who cares? <laughs> it really doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like Cable being too too tall. No, too short. Too uh, short? Yeah, no, they brought it out. That was a funny thing they brought up in Deadpool 2. In Deadpool 2, yeah. Where he's like, not at all like the comics. And yeah. then everybody looks around like, what? It's not like, it's not like Peter Dinklage is supposed to be Apocalypse or anything like that. <laughs> Which actually would have been pretty cool. Oh my gosh, you just find out it's Dinklage and they don't even CGI him. It's just, he's just... He's wearing purple face paint. He's wearing Ultimate Warrior face paint for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would would you have done anything different? Uh, no, you made, you made some pretty good... Uh, had some pretty good ideas there. I never really thought about how I would have done those movies differently other than making certain things not suck. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to stick with your ideas and just branch off those like I have already. Yeah. Yeah, there needs to be more I don't know, they kind of have to I guess in a way they didn't know a first class would do well. They could have assumed so they didn't. They had to kind of wrap up Magneto into being evil by the end of it. But there is no, yeah, there's no relationship. There should be a friendship um, between Charles and and Eric. Um, to because in the, in in the original movies, you get the feeling like these guys have known each other for years and they had a falling out. Yeah. But they knew each other for like two weeks. And then they had a falling out. Yeah. And then they were suddenly friends again. And Magneto killed all these people. And then they were friends again. Yeah. And then he killed even more people. Killed like half the world. <laughs> Almost or again. something. Like, Magneto was not answering for his crimes no. at all. Like, in Dark Phoenix, he has like a, a commune now where he's just hanging out and no authorities are coming for him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I understand in the beginning of Apocalypse, he's hiding out in Poland or, or something. something like that, yeah. So he is hiding after what happened in Days of Future Past, but <laughs> he's killing a lot of people. <laughs> and Charles is just like, yeah, whatevs. Yeah. We're old friends. We used to play chess together. Yep. We uh, played it on the plane I, that time that he yeah. almost crashed and killed <laughs> me. He almost <laughs> killed me, yeah. <laughs> Come to think of it, he's tried to kill me a few times. <laughs> he's... He's the reason that I'm paralyzed. Yes. Wait a second. He's evil. <laughs> <laughs> and is it McAvoy or McAvery? How do you... McAvoy. Yeah, McAvoy. He's awesome. Like, he, I, I loved him as yeah, he's been young good. Charles. He's like, a good actor. The cast has been really good. Um, the other change I do is I would take Mystique out of the, yeah, out of the equation. Yeah. Um, she can be in the first one, and then she can disappear. And then if you bring her back, bring her back in a later movie as her own agent. Like, not as a second-hand player or anything like that. Like, And definitely not leader of the X-Men. No, no. Uh, she, she's kind of her own agent doing her own evil thing. Because they've shown. She's a... In the comics, she is a bad character. She has been on the X-Men as well. Mm. But briefly. <laughs> Where... For things that were important. So so many villains in the X-Men comics have also been on the X-Men. Yeah. Sabretooth was an X-Men for a while. Juggernaut was. Oh, well, that's odd. Yeah. No, it, it's weird. Uh, yeah. She got locked the door on her own. 
Luna has learned how to lock doors. She's she's a raptor. Uh, so I th- I think that about does it. Um, actually, the the question I have for you is: How do you think? How are they going to work this in uh, to the the Marvel movies? That's what I'm going to be curious to see because it's it's an odd thing where it would be like, hey, you're now in a universe where. There's, there's from Captain America and everybody's like, I'm okay with this. Yeah. But then as soon as you're born with the powers, it's boo, you're a freak. Uh, I think the idea is that um, mutants are humans like us, but different. So like we could be them. We could be different. And that's what people don't like. It's not that the mutants are superheroes. And why do they like other superheroes but not the mutants? It's the whole, I could be different. That's the whole idea, I think, is that the mutants are different. They're us, but they're, perver- they're a perversion of nature. Oh, okay. But you could probably say the same thing about... Yeah, but... Uh, it's... it's... It, it's worked. I mean, we never questioned the comics. Why? No, no, no. Yeah. Why it's, it works. It's just, but that's also something where within the comics you're like, you know what? This is this is the status quo. This has been how it's been. We haven't seen it in the in the movie realm yet yeah. because they've existed off to the side of each other. Yeah. Where they haven't been in the same universe, so no one's. You haven't had to ask that question. Uh huh. Where I think on the screen it's going to for for general audiences who aren't used to it from the comics or anything like that it's going to be like wait why? Well, I think you just have to ignore it. <laughs> really, it's just one of those things. You just have to ignore it. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see when they get there, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm really looking for. I think they're just going to drop a bomb like in an end credits, like something about mutants and people are going to be flipping their lids. What? What? <laughs> Charles Xavier. Yeah. Or you end off the the Avengers 4 with a fist with the Wolverine claws because that will get the audience like, what? But yeah, there needs to be, even if that's not an upcoming movie, it just needs to be some sort of little note. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling that depending when the deal goes through um, and it's absolutely finalized... Oh, it is, though. It's No, it still needs approval in some regions. Oh, sorry, my bad. Um, well, in my face. It still needs to be approved in Europe, I think. Um, Euro Disneyland needs to get on board. They need to get on board. <laughs> They're still doing bed knobs and broomsticks. Um, Hold up, we gotta have X-Men rides now? Yeah. Hold on a second. There's a Star Wars... Um... What was I saying? <laughs> yeah, if the deal goes through before, let's say January, which I don't know if it will. Let's say before. Well, they can put together an end credits pretty close, pretty quick. I mean, um, so if the deal goes through in time at the end of Avengers Four, have some sort of tease that these characters exist. Mutants yeah. or Fantastic Four or yeah. something. Yeah. Something about Reed Richards or something about Charles Xavier or if you want to hint at if you want to hint at the big bad, I think the next one and I'm hoping will be Galactus. As a Or just something about Victor Von Doom. Yeah. Doom or Galactus would be the way to go. 
But if it's an X-Men tease, just be like, these not that they're showing up immediately or in the next movie, but they exist yeah. here now. Uh, yeah, like somebody's reading a newspaper and it says, these are all going to be bad ideas, but somebody reads, <laughs> is reading a newspaper and there's a headline like, um, Little girl Rally walks through walls. Mutant X gene or something like that. Or yeah. Cure found for mutant X. That's too soon in this, in this series, but um, something about mutants on a headline or. We um, know who killed Kennedy. <laughs> Oh, Magic like bullet proof. I like that little twist. That was a good little. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, in a year's time, we'll know if they exist in the cinematic universe. <laughs> Hopefully, we will revisit this uh, before then. Uh, dang it, man! Uh, dear listener, thank you for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed today's episode, and let us know in the comments on Podbean or over email on the the website. What did you think? Uh, what was your favorite X-Men movie? Uh, what would you have done differently with First Class if you were looking at it as a straight reboot? Um, and how do you want them to incorporate the X-Men and uh, all the X-Men characters and all the other ones that they're getting from the Fox deal? Deadpool, Victor Von Doom, Fantastic Four, Galactus, Silver Surfer, all that stuff. Um, how would you incorporate that into the MCU? Mike, thank you for joining us. Oh, no problem. My pleasure. And, uh, dear listener, hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed, and God bless. Take care.